Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Want to remind everyone, of course, that this podcast, 415ers podcast, comes at you three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We are recording this podcast Sunday night. Uh, it will be out for those of you watching on YouTube Um on Sunday night, the rest uh, of you can catch the podcast on Monday morning on wherever you download your podcast. Five stars only would be much appreciated. I, I do want to take a look at at the offense um, outside of number 23 and Christian McCaffrey, Mark, because you, you mentioned his name a couple of times, and it was Jimmy Garoppolo. And, look, I, I don't know if you can necessarily pencil in a, a perfect way for Jimmy Garoppolo to be used by the 49ers, but it, it – if there was a game plan like this probably would be it, right? Like 25 passes, which is what he had. He was 21 of 25, 235 yards, a couple of touchdowns, and most importantly, no turnovers. Like this was kind of a quintessential Jimmy Garoppolo game. Yeah, it really was. Jimmy Garoppolo was phenomenal. There's a couple of those plays where, you know, it should have been picked. We mentioned that Jalen Ramsey won. There were a couple of others throughout the game. Also uh, usually involved in Jimmy Garoppolo games. Yeah, of course. This is, I think, when you're you know asking for a good Jimmy Garoppolo game, this is what you're hoping for. Where, you know, you're not going to get games very often where he just doesn't make some of those plays where you're left scratching your head. You're just hoping that the defense isn't able to capitalize in those moments. That's what happened in this game. But beyond those couple of iffy throws, I mean, he was 21 of 25 passing, 235 yards, two touchdowns, and again. Maybe a bit of luckier, but no turnovers. Uh, he made some really nice throws. He found, as you mentioned a little bit ago, Ross Dwelly down the left sideline on what was just a, a broken defensive play by the Rams. Hit him in stride. Dwelly almost broke away and, and had a chance to, to get in the end zone. I want to focus, though, on the Christian McCaffrey nine-yard touchdown catch because I think this was one of the better plays we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo make as a 49er. It was third and three. Uh, from the nine-yard line for the 49ers, about two minutes left in the third quarter. At that point, the Niners were still down 14-10 to 10 to the Rams. So again, Garoppolo out of the shotgun on third and three from the nine. First read was to the left. It looked to me like it was Ayuk, and then a little bit more over the middle was, was Ray Ray McLeod. Those were both covered. Garoppolo didn't like it. He then looks over to the right, sees George Kittle, but he's covered up. And then his fourth and final option is out in the flat where Christian McCaffrey is essentially used as a spacer. He wasn't even really running a route. He just was out in the backfield on the right side in the flat, kind of the flat extended beyond the line of scrimmage, trying to, to drag a defender his way to maybe get George Kittle open on that right side of the formation, but it didn't work. And right as Garoppolo moves off of his third option, Kittle, and over to his last option, McCaffrey in the right flat, McCaffrey senses the defense reading Garoppolo's eyes and they start to pull up towards McCaffrey and then McCaffrey just simply runs down the right sideline into the end zone. It was perfect communication, mental communication between McCaffrey and Garoppolo because Garoppolo saw immediately what McCaffrey was doing and threw a nice touch pass over the top of the defense perfectly to McCaffrey who showed off his leap 
got the ball, got two feet in easily, and suddenly the 49ers had the lead. There's a lot of talk on Twitter and amongst Niner fans. Jimmy Garoppolo is unable to go through his progressions. And while that is true at times, it was not true in this case because he went through four different reads to get to uh, Christian McCaffrey. And on top of that, he put a perfect touch pass over the top of the defense to lead the Niners to a touchdown and give them the lead. That was one of Jimmy Garoppolo's best individual plays as a 49er. Yes, it was. And honestly, he had one of his best individual games overall, I thought, as a 49er. I mean, 21 of 25 is certainly not anything uh, to, to bat an eye at, but his 132.5 quarterback rating, that would put it as his um, his sixth best performance as a member of the 49ers. But again, with, with what he was sort of asked to do to me, Mark, I, I know that he had an oh no throw to Jalen Ramsey that should have probably been picked off. I know that there was at times he, I mean, he only had four incompletions, but you know, wasn't pinpoint at all parts. He certainly got some help. Whereas in recent weeks, there were more drops. We didn't really see that as much today, which was a great sign for the 49ers, despite missing a couple of their offensive weapons. But I also want to look at, at that drive as a whole, the, the one that that ended on Christian McCaffrey's nine yard touchdown catch, because that to me is is a drive where you can look at it and say Jimmy G was was damn good. I mean that was a, a chunk play type drive. Jimmy G was seven of seven on that drive for seventy one yards, and as a whole, the 49ers had five plays of ten or more yards coming out of the third quarter after a drive that does not result in points. Mm-hmm. And you're looking for them for a sign of life to get back on track. They respond with that drive, which ends up being a miraculous play by McCaffrey, kind of an improvisational one in which he just flared out to the flat and then saw the opening in the corner. And Garoppolo, as you mentioned, hit him. You know, Jimmy G was that that is I don't want to say that the best that he can play, but I mean, if he gives you that, if he gives you the Jimmy good type games, which he did today. To me, those are games the 49ers should win and why I was happy to see them handle the Rams in the second half with this version of Garoppolo because he can dink and dunk and captain check down you to victory if you give him enough around him. And today, offensively, it was primarily Christian McCaffrey, but playing the complimentary football along with the defense that also found its stride despite missing some guys despite not putting its best foot forward in the first half, you know, just, just found a way to, to really come away with, with a commanding win against the Rams and one in which is going to allow a lot of 49ers fans to sleep well tonight, knowing that, you know, everything that, that seemingly was, was going bad is now turned into something good. Yeah, no, I I'm with you. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo deserves a, a lot of credit for this one. I also think, We mentioned some of the Rams' mistakes. I was at a loss why the Rams didn't try to score to close the first half. The Niners got that field goal. They they stalled. They stalled uh, in the red zone. That was the one time they didn't convert their red zone opportunity into a touchdown. It was a Robbie Gold twenty-nine yard field goal, making it fourteen to ten. The Rams get the ball back with a minute left. You have Cooper Cup. You have Matthew Stafford. He can you know push the ball down the field. And instead, Sean McVay decides to run the ball and, and and run out the clock. Doesn't even try once to get the ball down the field. I mean, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan generally tends to be pretty conservative in those moments, but he'll at least, it seems like, try to throw the ball once. If it falls incomplete, they gain three yards, whatever. 
then he'll say, all right, let's waste the clock. Don't want to, you know, commit a turnover and give the other team any unnecessary momentum heading into the break. But if I'm Sean McVay, the Niners just scored a field goal. There's a minute left. I know the Niners get the ball back to begin the third quarter, and we've already talked about it. The Niners didn't come out hot on that first drive, but still, McVay doesn't know that at that point in the first half. Why wouldn't you try to go down and get a score? I mean, that honestly, that could that was the turning point in the game. I think most Niner fans are feeling at that point. Uh-oh, still a minute on the clock for Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. They're going to find a way to at least get in field goal range, and, and maybe Matt Gay makes a 55-yard field goal, and suddenly it's a touchdown deficit going into the second half, and then who knows what happens at that point. Obviously, the Niners were so good in the second half that they would have been able to overcome a seven-point deficit, but who knows how that just affects the momentum of the game heading into the second half. I thought the Rams really, really missed an opportunity late in that first half. No, that that's interesting. I also, I also kind of am looking at Sean McVay a little bit questionably for leaving Cooper Cup and all of his starters in at the end of the, the game. I mean, Cooper Cup yeah. almost got seriously injured, and we'll find out the severity of it moving forward, but he got rolled up on, on a basically a meaningless catch down 14 with, or pardon me, down 17 with a couple of minutes left in that game. Uh, I also was a little curious as to why Christian McCaffrey and some of the 49ers starters will, were still in the game, especially when you're playing on the the, the haunted turf in, in SoFi Stadium. Uh, but fortunately for the 49ers, Kyle, Mc, Kyle Shanahan came out after the game, and uh, it was one of his few moments of, of comedic, I would say, <laughs> um, not genius, because we don't use that that term around Kyle Shanahan anymore, but, he, you know, um, comedic improvisation, where, where someone asked him about injuries, and he was just like, you know, shockingly, no, no injuries today. Uh, yeah. So that was that was a good sign for the 49ers. Also, yeah. McVay didn't do a good job on the other side. I think you said no injuries to report. That's awkward, but I don't have any to report. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's a rarity coming out of Kyle Shanahan's mouth. Also, that that play that Cooper Cup got hurt on. We don't really know the severity. Look, he got up and walked off under his own power. That's that's good news, at least. Never want to see a player like that get hurt. But that was also his first catch of the second half. That's how dominant the Niners' defense was. In a half where the Rams were trailing for most of it, the first catch of the half for superstar wide receiver Cooper Cup comes just after the two-minute warning of the fourth quarter. It's a short little completion that unfortunately looked like he kind of got rolled up on. don't know the severity just yet. Um, but that's the, the first touch. Pardon me. The first catch for Cooper Cup in the second half comes in that moment when the game's already over. That is a fantastic Fantastic sign for the Niners defense. They did a great job on him. And we talked a lot about Jimmy Ward in the slot, you know, maybe Mooney Ward matching up with him in the slot. We saw Diomedor Lenore. He was in a lot as well. It was Jimmy Ward mostly in the slot, but Diomedor Lenore was the other corner opposite Mooney Ward. And, and kind of they all switched off on him a, a number of times throughout the game. He got his, you know, he's going to based on the amount of times he gets targeted. Uh, but the Niners defense, specifically in that second half, they absolutely shut him down, and it's a credit to all of those guys uh, because, as we talked about last episode, not a single guy is going to limit him. It's going to take a team effort. All the defensive backs, uh, Fred Warner had a fantastic game, and in the second half, the, the pass rush got to Stafford and made him uncomfortable. Uh, it was a team effort in slowing down Cooper Cup. Yeah, it was. He's, he's going to get his no matter what, as he did in the first half, and that's why, to me, 
know, that, that second half is about as complete of a team performance as you will see maybe all season, even from the San Francisco 49ers. And look, defensively, after the first quarter, the Rams have possessed the football for 11 minutes. They only, they only possessed the football for the last three quarters, 19 minutes. Wow. So although the possession battle is pretty even overall, it is heavily skewed by the first 15. The 49ers, meanwhile, controlled the football for 26 minutes in the final three quarters. The Rams just didn't have a chance to put together any drives. And a big part of that, again, to the to the point of how different of a team it looked like came out of the locker room for the 49ers on the defensive side of the ball, especially the Rams were five of six on third down in the first half. In the second half, there were three of seven after converting their first. So they really got nothing on those third downs. And we saw a lot more third and longs. We saw a lot more pressure. We just saw more creativity from D'Amico Ryans, I thought, in that second half where everything began to click because the Rams could not run the football. And then, as, as you broke down earlier, they could not throw the football. The <laughs> Cup is getting one reception in the second half, and it's coming in the last two minutes of the game. It's probably because the game is already said and done with. Meanwhile, offensively for the 49ers, that is probably their best offensive performance of the season so far. Granted, they haven't played against top-flight competition, or at least beaten top-flight competition yet. I'm not sure I'm willing to put the Rams in that category, despite them taking them down now twice. But 7.1 yard per, yards per play, the offense was averaging about 5.8 coming into the game, so a pretty good number that they jacked all the way up with a lot of help from Christian McCaffrey. Um, but again, the red zone efficiency in that second half was was really where I was looking to see them offensively, how they could continue to move the ball, which they did with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's very efficient, 132.5 quarterback rating for him. He did not put the ball in harm's way all that much after the beginning of the second half, and he relied on his playmakers around him, whether it be McCaffrey, whether it be Roz Dwelly, whether it be Ayuk, who also is kind of going to get lost in all this offensively. Mm -hmm. I thought he was, he was getting open whenever he wanted to. To me, it was night and day of what you saw from the 49ers the last two weeks and even parts of the first half into the second half on Sunday against the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, and I, I want to uh, run through Brandon Ayuk's last few games here really quickly. Uh, so Atlanta, a, a few weekends ago, 8 for 83, two touchdowns. Last week against Kansas City, 7 for 82. And now here against the Rams, 6 for 81 and a touchdown. 34 of those coming on that uh, trick pass, trick play, the, the touchdown pass from Christian McCaffrey. So Brandon Ayuk putting together probably the best three-game stretch of his career to this point. Uh, he's, you know, quietly having himself a, a pretty nice season now after a slow start, over 400 yards receiving now, played in, in eight games. So that number, I think, will continue to tick up. But he's certainly trending in the right direction after a bit of a slow start. The adjustment, you know, to Trey Lance, he, he was the guy who – they worked out a lot in the offseason, and then he had to switch back to Jimmy Garoppolo because of the injury, and now he's he's finally getting comfortable in that uh, in that role once again with Jimmy Garoppolo. So fantastic to see the Niners needed it, and you consider the fact that the Seahawks uh, beat the New York Giants this weekend. That was, in fact, I think the only matchup, uh, at least in the NFC, where there was uh, two winning teams playing each other, which is kind of an interesting uh, note. Uh, in the scheduling uh, at this point of the season. But considering the fact that Seattle won, they're now 5-3. and three. The Niners pick up another division win to get into second place in the division. They're 3-0 and oh in division now. Seattle, of course, on top, but they're 1-1. and one. The Niners have the tiebreaker there. 
a big win for uh, many, many reasons as the team heads into the bye. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, second place is certainly better than a tie for fourth, which is where they were coming into this week. Um, they only have, look, I mean, I, I I still don't necessarily believe in the Seahawks. I believe in their defense. Um, but, I mean, the New York Giants today also gave them a couple of opportunities that Seattle did not earn um, with dropping a, a few punts down the stretch there. Uh, but but all is well in Ninerland. I mean, that's that's pretty much the the feeling off the end of this game, Mark. And um, I am also now over four in the last four weeks with predictions. So <laughs> whoever I pick, fade them. So the fact that I had the Rams going into this game, uh, all but guaranteed a victory for the 49ers. And uh, you're welcome. You're welcome, fans. So who, who are you picking in the bye week? Uh, the bye week, I will take. Uh, ooh, that's gonna be. Whew, that's that's gonna be a tough. That's a, it's a tough toss up there, Mark. There were a few teams this week. I thought the Chargers lost the bye week this week. Uh, so hopefully the 49ers <laughs> find a way to not lose their bye week. The Chiefs also took an L this week on the bye week. Mm. Um, but so hopefully the 49ers can can manage to get through that. I think I picked the winner right the last two weeks, but. I know against the Chiefs, I, I just picked the uh, the Chiefs because you picked the 49ers. So that, that was <laughs> I don't really get any credit for that one. Uh, well, you, but, you I mean, did that, have the under, right? Uh, or no, no, you Chiefs, had the over. You I had the, the over in this, in this game. game. Although okay. I I, I kind of I because I thought the game was going to go to overtime and then a, a last That's second right. field goal was going to hit the over. But I, I guess I could chalk that up as a win, although I don't really feel like I deserve it. But that's just been the, the way that this season has gone. If I think if at the beginning of the year, if you pulled Niner fans, and said the team was going to be four and four going into the bye. They probably would have been a little frustrated, uh, but they also probably would not have been able to get any of the wins or losses right because this team has kind of done almost the opposite. There's exceptions, obviously, of what you would expect, but they lose to Chicago. They lose to Atlanta. They they beat the Rams twice. I mean, it's just been one of those kind of weird topsy-turvy seasons so far. And it's probably going to get even weirder. I mean, if we're being honest, because like, this, this is the point at, in, in the bye week where, look, I know you're probably supposed to lose to Kansas City. You might be supposed to beat the Rams, but large in part, I mean, the first half to second half of this game just tells me, like, I, I'm not exactly sure who this Niners team is at this point. And so that's what we're going to be looking forward to the rest of the way. At least they're not three and five. and They don't have a as deep of a hole to dig themselves out of. And the division is much weaker this year than last. But it's set up for a lot of fun down the rest of the way. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of sad now. we got to wait two weeks for another 49ers game, Mark. Yeah, I mean, the team needs it. I think I don't think it could, could have come at a, at a better time. Hopefully, you know, by the time they, they come back out, what will it be, week 10, um, you know, they hope to have Debo Samuel back. Maybe you get Eric Armstead back at that point. Jason Verrett could be on the way back. Jawan Jennings. A lot of names that could potentially be back for the 49ers, 4-4. Four and four out of a bye as they try to put on a run down the second half of the season. So I think the bye, considering everything that's happened, is a well-timed, but I'm, I'm sure we'll talk more about that next episode. We certainly will. We got three episodes a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. And that will do it for this reaction episode. It'll be coming to you audio-wise on a victory Monday, Mark. Uh, really quickly, I do have to quickly uh, shout out the fact that we were at the Oregon-Cal game over the weekend, mm -hmm. and Oregon got the win over your Golden Bears. I promised, actually, I promised your friend, another Oregon fan, that I would I, I would shout out the Oregon Ducks on the pod today. So I had to fit that in at the end. My apologies, Evan, but you can uh, blame your friend. 
Yeah, no, that, that's okay. I mean, like if we're going to bring it back to the Niners, you know, Diamador Lenore made a pretty good play today. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there was any ducks around the field. Uh, oh, Cal's Cameron Jordan, whose bobblehead day it was at the Cal game. Uh, yeah. They shut out the Raiders 24, nothing, probably the biggest win for the saints this season. So Dominant. Cal, Cal athletics Stand uh, up. Are, are alive and well in the NFL, <laughs> despite not being so at the PAC 12 soon to be big sky level. Hey, well, at least you covered the spread. So congratulations. That I did. You know what they say, Mark? <laughs> Good teams win. Great. All teams right. Cover. Let's end the episode. Let's get out of here. 49ers are great. They covered against the Niners. We'll be talking to you on Wednesday. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Five stars only. Download, rate, and subscribe to the 415ers podcast. Evan Giddings and Mark Granny with you as always. Mark, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time. Sounds good, Evan. Looking forward to it.